Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome again to another episode of Talk Architecture Podcast. I'm your host, Naziati Muhammad Yaakob, and I'm extremely excited about this session. This is continuing the series on Can Malaysian Schools of Architecture Be Like the AA School? Now, I've got a wonderful um, speaker today. I'm going to give the floor to this speaker because he's going to have more of the minutes. <laughs> and um, someone whom I've known since 1980, <laughs> that long, <laughs> yeah, and someone who I've admired a lot because of the design. I mean, when you talk about designer, you're talking about what Limla. <laughs> you know, there is, um, yeah, yeah, it has been since I was in um, in Malaysian School of Architecture uh, that I, I, um, I know of my seniors and you're one of the ones. And then um, when you were, hi, what? I don't say hi to you and say hi to me. Carl Nadiati, how are you? Good to be here. Okay. We, haven't spoke, we haven't spoken this way for a long time. I think it's overdue, right? Yeah, it is overdue. You know, when, when uh, I wanted you to come and assist with the part-timing in University of Malaya in 2000, I want to find someone better than me. Because, you know, <laughs> what's the use of... Uh, that's how I perceive you, you know, a, 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 um, someone who has all that uh, designer... Um, the architect designer sort of vibe and, and you know, have a method, have a, a, a critique, a way of critique. And I found that a lot in the AA graduates, the AA dip graduates, and I consistently have uh, uh, um, invited others such as Amna Emir and, you know, uh, Kamil Marikan and all that. So, so, okay, coming to this talk today, yeah. Um, um, Maybe we can start about start with this question that was asked by previous a previous speaker, and then we can see where it goes. Yeah. Um, so we, when we talk about can Malaysian schools of architect uh, uh, Malaysian uh, schools of architecture graduates can they compete globally? That was the bigger overriding objective of this inquiry. Yeah? And then um, and uh, how is it? How's the difference between uh, we'll, we'll, can they now? Because maybe when we were in, in Malaysian schools in the eight, 80s before, um, it was more of a vocational training. And we tried to find the more theoretical school like the AA. And I went to Leicester, which is a bit more theoretical than, than UTM, obviously. So now, what do you think that the, the difference, the quality of the students now in this generation compared to your generation, um, you know, when you were a student? So I think one of yeah yeah I I think it's a, that's a fair question because I ask that a lot uh, myself. I mean, we get a lot of people coming into the office looking for work, and the thing that what I usually do right, I kind of say um, I don't ask them which school they come from, but if they tell me they're from the AA, they get a place. I don't even have time to. I don't even want to look at their portfolio. I mean, <laughs> so it sticks with me like, So maybe the um, conception that I have today of the uh, AA graduates is that they uh, they're no different uh, from my time I think uh, because they they are cooked and and boiled and 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 uh, prepared in the same uh, soup uh, which I call the 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 environment is the same I mean the environment is that it's the transaction between teacher and student relationship hasn't changed very much I think it's uh, pretty 
uh, pretty much the same. I, I don't I don't think that the difference that this climate of um, independence that goes on between uh, teacher and students and the unit system has survived uh, close to 80 years, you know, and I think it, it is all very uh, much the same thing. Uh, the DNA is still there. I don't think it's lost anything of the sort that we imagine where, you know, people are saying that, oh, we've got more commercial, trying to produce more, what do you call that um, thing that people say, you know, um, was it work ready or industry ready? I mean, I hate that word. I mean, like what industry, okay. you know, okay. like, we want to pre- we want to prepare industry ready students. I mean, the A is not interested in stuff like that. And, uh, many schools are not interested in that sort of thing, uh, in my opinion. What about the students who are not in the AA? What are you looking for in the portfolio? Or since we're talking about the interview, people who come for your interviews. Well, the first thing that they got to look at me in the eye, and a lot of them coming around and shuffling with their portfolio and nervous and all that. That's not AA stuff, you know. I think. Independence, you know, someone who comes into the office looking for work, right, it's kind of like they pick you. So basically, 50% of that is already done, right? They pick the right office to come to you. Um, the ones that are, okay, you know, the ones that I, I pick are the people that um, I don't necessarily open and look into. We don't we don't look into the portfolio for the first half an hour because we just talk about like, why are you here? What are you here for? You know, I look for people who can converse and people can hold a proper conversation. I look for uh, people who are uh, seeing me because uh, the, the the excuse they always come up with is like, oh, I'm here to learn kind of rubbish. Like, you know, we're not, we're not interested in that kind of students. I mm-hmm. think we, you know, when they say, um, I'm here because uh, we heard about your office and I've looked at this building and I think that building interests me and um, that kind of thing. So they've got that independent of... Uh, independent view of you and it expressed that you know instead of saying i can do that i can do that i have done this i've done that you know it's kind of like i'm not a factory you know so they 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 uh, have research and you can see somebody with keen keen inquiring mind yeah and even if they critique your building wrongly in the conversation it's fine but they are actually interested in you yourself and your company right I think what the A breeds, if I remember my time, what the A breeds in you, you, the fact that, you know, they don't tell you what to do with a tree or like, you know, they tell you where the, what a tree is, but then it's for you to decide what you want to do with the tree, you know. So the A doesn't tell you. Um, I think it teaches you how to think and you can, you detect that within the first, well, I would say, safely say that within 10 minutes, you know whether the person, uh, you know, is standing on their feet. I mean, the thinking, um, I would say that the criteria for uh, getting someone to work with us is a person who, who can think, you know, and uh, it's not just uh, what you can do with your drawings and that kind of stuff. Hey, we've got plenty of very capable students these days, you know, you're talking about, you You always like to compare, let's say, Malaysia, UK, Australia, you know, but a lot of, a lot of it's all very flat. Everyone can do drawings, but, you know, the sort of thing that I look for, um, the capacity to to uh, think, and uh, I hope I'm not too broad when I say. No, no. Uh, you know, someone let's, who can think. You know, what do I mean by that? Yeah. Let's li- investigate that further. Uh, the ability to think. Okay. For example, um, why I'm bringing in theory? Just say I'm bringing in theory because how we teach theory in Malaysian schools now. Um, uh, in the studio, if you're in the fifth year in the design thesis, right, for part two. Um, 
I have a feeling that for some people, if for some educators, if the students uh, apply sustainability principles to their building, you know, and 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 come up with a design that is um, dealt with, you know, you know, you put in assemble things together, and you say it's uh, I'm I'm looking into detailed design of sus- uh, sustainable principles as compared to someone who actually has to come up with hypothesis, you know, or design problem and, and, and justify those design problems and hypothesis. And this was felt in the crit, in the, in the process, in the studio design process, like, like what you've come to our studio, you've come to some of our studio, right? Uh, uh, PJ Old Town, I think at that time before the pandemic, or the Kampong Krinchi one, I forgot which one you came to, but we wanted to teach people to think. Are we, were we, were we doing the right thing or would you like to illustrate an example of how the AA taught you to think? You know, when you, my, my favorite thing when I go to Malaysian schools, uh, when, they, when they bring out a plan or a master plan, I like, I like to talk about fire engineering because people think, oh, okay, that's, that's your sort of examination stuff. I say, no. Let's find out what fire engineering is about. You know, that's where the thinking thing comes, steps in. Like people draw fire stairs everywhere. And then when you ask them what the fire stairs are for, they don't actually know. They don't actually know what this uh, whole exit strategy is about. For example, do you, do you salvage the building before uh, the occupants? Or, and, and why is it that, you know, you, uh, you ventilate the lobby and that kind of thing? So, you know, it's all like very boring stuff. I mean, you actually talk about fire engineering there's a lot of design principles that are very, very solid. You know, you can talk about fire engineering, and 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 is 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 the basis for that is actually very interesting. It can make you think more about buildings, actually. But when I say think, it's like you know, you you question things and you you the level of inquiry. And I, I think when you talk about also uh, research, for example, we we we're not we're not like 180 or 200 year old. You know, our schools are not that old. We don't have uh, reading material that can support some of the Arguments and conversation we hold, or we have, we have in the studio because, you know, you you, you can have that much uh, cultural imprints uh, in a, in a conversation. So I think a lot of that is given. Uh, we're not at all. We didn't start all this dialogue at, in 1857 or 1842, whenever the age started, right? So you got to remember that you know we're still very young. We haven't got all that stuff to look at. We can't just like, you know, walk over across the street and then you start having a conversation about, let's say, uh, daylight, you know, as if Roger Urich was there before you and then there's Christopher Lenanda before you and all that, you see? Okay. That's the stuff that I talk about, you know, thinking, the thinking. Yeah, discuss. I want, I want this to be very clear to our listeners because of the definition of the thinking, teaching you to think. I want the listeners to be very clear about this. Um, it's not, in, uh, and you talk about uh, the... This, uh, uh, students in Malaysia, they, they don't really like to read and stuff like that. So at least they should be able to to, le- uh, to find a way to think, right? Now I'm going to give you this because I myself interested in fire engineering design principles. I mean, I was in a PAM seminar with a fire engineer, but I was talking about it from a disabled person, a disabled person user. So uh, when we visited the Kuala Lumpur Tower, we interviewed the um, uh, we interviewed the uh, architect, 
I think from Kumpulan Architect, uh, the one uh, I forgot what his name is. So the, the, the architect of the KL Tower, he's he talk about the refuge rooms, right? Because you're bringing a number of people down during an escape, you have to go to a refuge room and you have to take them from how many hundred feet down to escape. So this is the KL Tower. So a student should actually study that. If they were doing a high rise, they should study about fire engineering design principles and um, function. Yeah, this is every, uh, and even think about how to bring in a disabled person using a wheelchair, right? So is that what you think? Is that what you're saying? It's not, it's not uh, regurgitating standards, but how do you say when you say teaching well, how to think? Yeah, but you know, when you, like when you teach structure, when you teach, uh, let's say, uh, uh, fire engineering, um, the, the take is this, you know, how many people actually realize when you look at the um, construction documents or shall we say the bidding guidelines, how many people out there, let's, let's say students, you know, would be able to point out to me and say, look, the bylaw is consisting of two, two realms of uh, two realms of guideline, one which specifies safety and one which specifies easement, okay? What's the difference between safety and easement? You know, um, uh, you know, and as soon as you have a conversation at this level, then then the thinking thing kicks in, doesn't it? Because you you you're having to decide. Okay, if I my setback line is two feet, uh, uh, you know, and then yours is five feet, does that does that um, you know is that a, a risk that you have to take with regards to saving people's lives? The answer is no. Eastman is just a you know, Isma is about comfort, it's about, uh, you know, whether that's the right way for someone to, you know, take it back out or something like that. So, fire engineering is not an Isma issue, it's, it's safety, full stop, you know. A lot of people don't that, don't understand that, those principles. Yeah. They're like, you know, yeah, you know, and then running distance is another thinking thing, you know, like mm. running distance was written for a, a person of a certain build, right, of a certain age and height. So, the 15 meters, obviously, it's not my 15 meters, it's not your 15 meters, isn't it? Mm. Okay, how is it that people don't look at bylaws that way? You see, the thinking is like me talking yeah. to you now. And then we're starting to think, oh, that's right. You know, if uh, if I'm not built, you know, uh, according to your uh, presumptions of who I am, you know, my running distance is going to be different. So that's why with Bomba, uh, when you look at uh, waivers and, and, and compliances and things like that, you got to understand which part is uh, negotiable and which part isn't, you know, and, and, and you know, you got to use the headline, you know, I mean, even this the, is, this the is officials cool. are smart enough to say, I can agree with that. I can agree with that kind of thing. You know, they, they can, they're not, they're not, they're not um, people who can't understand logic, you know? So yeah. that's what I mean when you talk about engineering and all that safety thing, right? You got to use your head and tell oh, let's just go by the book. The book is there as a guide, but then you can edit, interpret it according to some, uh, some sort of sense, you know? Like if you arrive at the ground floor and your ground floor is completely open, who needs all this compartmentation, you know? And how is it that the smoke can actually kill you because there's no chance for the uh, 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 the smoke to stay in that place because, you know, if you understand science at all, the building is going to be a lot hotter than the environment near it. So the smoke is going to move away anyway. So it's definitely a, a, a safety uh, um, element there which doesn't require you to put all those roller shutters and whatnot, you see? So that, that's the thinking that I'm looking for in, in designers, you know? Well, uh, we, can, can it, yeah. 
one of the things that I was, uh, when we teach students in the design thesis or studio, the importance of collaboration or importance to actually ask questions, like trying to understand what about the engineering principles, right? Fire engineering principles. And then one thing you said just now was the ability to actually interpret, like, we, you know, about the universal design principles. I mean, uh, or the compliance or Malaysian standard compliance. Why is the comply? Why is it critical dimensions or so and so? And the 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 designer actually ask questions of it, right? Rather than just tick the boxes. Okay, uh, Mr. Huat, I think this one says nine hundred. We have to do nine hundred. You don't want that. You want somebody to to actually uh, understand what that nine hundred is and and exactly. you know. Yeah, yeah. I have and, people like that, and I love. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love the idea of like you know we had a conversation about refuse bin, not not refuse piece of refuge, but let's talk about uh, disposal of rubbish. Mm. You know, the, the guy that I mean, I, I I was the one who asked the question. Uh, you know, who told you that it needs to be five meters by three meters? And it says uh, the book says that if you have so many uh, people, they produce that much waste, and then they take the thing, the stuff down, and then the the competitor guy comes along and pick it up. And I say, yeah, but how often does that happen? Did you ask the competitor guy how often it comes to pick up the rubbish? Look, if you, you pick up rubbish once a month, how big do you think the competitor room needs to be, right? It has to be the size of your, of your ground floor, isn't it? Because it's going to have to hold the rubbish for a week because the guy comes in once a week. So the size of the refuse bin yeah. is dependent on a lot of... You see, those sort of discussions never take place in the office regularly. You know, It doesn't, it doesn't occur to you that you should ask a question like that. Or... Put it this way, you know, with the, with the advent of, you know, people are uh, smarter today, so they separate their waste. And then what else do they do? They kind of, you know, the wet waste is kept in the house because you recycle it, you want to make compost and that kind of thing. So what happens is the amount of rubbish we produce today is going to be half, at least half of what we used to produce, right? So how is it that the uh, uh, the, the design calculations for Refuse Bin Center has not been, uh, isn't, isn't reflecting that? How is it that someone doesn't ask the question, hang on a minute, we don't produce that much weight anymore. We used to throw chicken wings and fish bones everywhere on the ground floor because that's how we, you know, we didn't know about refuse management and waste management. And there wasn't a thing called composting at home and all that stuff, right? Then how is it that no one asked and talked about this thing? So you got something, someone from the AA, I mean, let's not just be AA-centric. I'm saying the AA is a school that teaches you to do things like that. You ask questions about structure, you ask questions about M and E, even then when you're like, you know, in your in your teens, you know, you already ask questions about why the hell I need fire stats for. And instead, and then the guy looked at you and say, That's a good question. You know, instead of saying, Oh, I need two fire stats. Yeah. The, the the teaching goes on like this, you know, what are fire stats like that? Okay. Um, it's to take you out. Okay, but I'm already outside. I say, mm, that's a good point, like that, you know. So that's the kind of conversation that we have. You see, it's about being relaxed about everything. It's about being independent of mind. And it's about just throwing questions about and around. And, you know, instead of like, well, I have to do that because so yeah. and so said so, you know. There is this, uh, when we talk, uh, when I, as an academic, full-time academic, when I talk with practitioners, that's why I, in a studio environment, the part-timer that I will choose is uh, very much a designer-oriented and loves detailed design. And also someone who has, um, who can help the student. What, what I couldn't help, and I also learned from it, you know, detailed design. Because a practitioner has this 
theory and practice is already ingrained in what they do. You know, the, me- the method, you know, the way that the process of inquiry and what they look for, the what the architecture students are, uh, so, uh, need to have the skill, you know. And, 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 and this is very important that, that uh, educators, academics have to understand. When they're talking about industry-ready or so-called industry-ready, you're talking about the, the, like what you said, the, um, how the student that can actually, um, though you don't like that word, what you meant when, you, uh, when we think about that word, perhaps, is that um, they are able to think, they are able to, to, you know, like what you said, ask the why question when needed and ask the what question when needed. And then you actually can have a proper conversation going on. Rather, and also a person who actually is independent, like you say, and not wait for you to make decisions or ask you to think, but they're supposed to be think, doing the thinking in your studio. So to get to have graduates who are like that, it's people, they, are, they are doing those stuff in the architecture school, right? To have, to have these people who are doing that stuff. And it is found in architecture school that they do those stuff. That that uh, the, uh, the well, well the the confusion arises because you know they are mixed mind right you you tell them that look don't worry about your structure and then and then they know in the curriculum it states there prepare one to twenty section of the building facade and then how the hell does the student you know at twenty four understand anything like with facade you know I didn't get to understand anything about facade until I was like in my late thirties right because that's when I. I, I go for a factory visit and I have conversations with uh, steel fabricators or cladding specialists. And even up until now, a lot of students don't understand the concept of time. You remember when we did the uh, conversation about junctions? I think I delivered one uh, module for you when we, you said, okay, let's do a lecture about construction yeah. details. And then I, I remember even I call it, uh, it uh, interface or something like that. You see, stuff like that, they don't get taught in schools, you know. Uh, we don't tell students that to do a good detail, you have to understand the concept of time. In other words, the concrete arrives first and then anything between two weeks or two and a half years later, the steelwork guys comes in, depending on the sequence of work. And that's how you produce details, right? The, con- the element of time, the, the element of what comes before the other and then how something meets the other and then the, the concept of movement and all these uh, gaps that you see in the working drawings, right? You get to see, and why is it that the metal can be bent a certain way? And then why is it that radius for aluminum is different from steel? And all that kind of conversation doesn't occur in a school. And then you're supposed to do a physical model or one to 20. I mean, give me a break. And how do you, you can't even draw the damn thing. How do you build a model at one to 20 of a cladding detail? How, how do you, what, what's the point of doing that? You see, the module states that, the module states that uh, mm-hmm. at the end of your semester, this is what you have to do. And how, how, what kind of conversation do you think takes place leading to that submission? Do you think you get a dialogue like the one I'm having with you now about movement and time and, you know, uh, the components, how, how you fit the yeah, stuff I mean, on the, the design, back of the lorry? Yeah. The, the design thesis have enough time for the student to actually investigate that. I mean, we have had, because but then, the you know, the school say this building is too small uh, or too um, not complex enough, but there was there were students who had like a, um, did schools for orang asli. In fact, uh, one of our um, architect did that. You know, during her design thesis, and she actually built a one is to one uh, model of it. And well, this was uh, 
I wasn't there at that time, but there were another student who did that as well. And they 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 do have to think about those considerations um, that you said, you know, about time and movement and stuff like that. But then the school said, no, you have to do a complex uh, building and it has to be more than two or three stories high and you have to show some services, you know, that sort of thing. Do you have any comment? That's the last, I, I want you to, 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 to comment on that as much as you can before we go to the next part. Well, the thing about, you know, I have this philosophy and I, I promoted this idea that if you can design a, a chair or a nice kitchen, right, you can design a, an entire city. So the, 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 the need to do something complex and large, right, uh, isn't there. Because you see, you know, the, the, the thinking that goes into like designing a damn good kitchen, right, it's the same thing that you need to draw up a master plan that's 11,000 acres or whatever the size be. And the, the, the level of complexity doesn't, doesn't come in because designing a kitchen is as complex as designing a 50-story tower. It is just, the complexity is the same. You can't, you, you can't, you can't, suggest to me that you know if uh, if you design a city then you get better at designing all the kitchens that's inside this uh, uh, 11 million houses in the city you know how can you make that, that assumption why is it that we're in a hurry to design a city when we can't fix a, a, a detail for uh, for a wardrobe you know you know what, what, of, yeah so that's yeah. why this this whole thing about scalability of your project doesn't doesn't make doesn't make sense to me you see I'm of the I'm of the view that if you give them a project that is uh, manageable, let's say a five-story building, right up to the end of masters, but then to go to the detail of like understanding, you know, why are doorknobs looking the way they do, for example, or how is it that rainwater downpipe has been like that for years? Why isn't that someone just take the water between the walls, for example? Why why didn't we do that? You know, mm-hmm. we eliminate this thing called rainwater downpipe, for example. Isn't that kind of thinking more uh, design yeah. centric than to yeah. Kind of. So you see, you know, but you can't talk about rainwater downpipe. You're trying to design a city at the same time, right? Yes, you are. Right. The, yeah. This is a very important point. What? Uh, where you said that uh, designing a kitchen cabinet. I I'm more on 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 seeing how my students react because when I did the universal design elective, the students had to do access audit, and then they did the design of a, a kitchen kitchen or a bathroom and there were so many things they went a, a few, with a few rounds of crits just on universal design and we gave a scenario setting uh, elderly person 80 years old using you know a, so did that make them think about the movements and you know what they're going to do after one one thing after another and that's very complicated is it in, complex in a way just designing a building component in the house so the access audit was supposed to 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 look into like what are the problems and then then they designed for it in the, in a detailed design manner. But that was just that's, fourteen weeks. Yeah, that's the thing about like seeing the what there was someone who said about like seeing the 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 past before you see the whole kind of thing. You know, like the past make the whole. Because I think that if you understand the past, then you understand the whole. Think about the uh, designing big master plans and complex so called multi uh, function mixed development kind of stuff that you don't even understand what you're mixing what with, you know. So the past before the whole is very important. You have to understand the past uh, before you try and conceive the whole. You see, the thing about um, uh, this idea of uh, seeing the trees uh, or seeing the forest among the trees kind of thing, you know, like um, a very good guy who written uh, an excellent book 
uh, Gunther Vok, as you know, I mean, most people would know Gunther Vok. He's a very young man. He's a landscape architect, but he's produced a, a book that specifies that the way you look at things has to be that you could you have to change to the scalability of what you look at is that you get come really close to architecture, like look understanding how. Henry's, for example, is one of my favorite subjects. Is deciding like, you know, how the hell did we end up with 50 millimeter diameter pipes for a balustrade or a railing? You know, how does that work? I mean, just look at your hands, right? Isn't 38 mm a much better dimension or proportion? Yeah. Why why don't people, you know, look at architecture that way? I mean, look at your haptic, look at your um uh anthropometric and that kind of stuff. So that that can only be learned and taught and discussed. Uh, you can have discourse about humanity in architecture okay. when you when you look at balustrade and not look at cities or shopping malls or you know uh, multiplex kind of stuff. You know what does that teach you? All these multiplex stuff, nothing. Okay, this, this sort of conclude the first part of our discussion. We'll go to the second part uh, later, and this part um, shows the importance of um, scientific. The, the inquiry, the mind, inquiring about things. The second part, we will be looking into more of the humanities um, and the importance of that and the sort of what, what thing is the best sort of experience for the student of architecture in Malaysia, you know? And this probably, the next part, will help us to go and look into what are the what the curriculum should be doing and in so that we can have this person who is independent of uh, uh, can do the stuff independently and is a thinking type of architect. I will stop the recording here. Thank you very much for and we will I'll talk to you in the next session.